Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home. Me, Cliff Dorfman, and this guy. Me, the last member, surviving member of the Jiu-Jitsu clan. <laughs> Jason Smith. Did you, you and <laughs> Jason Smith. We're the podcast that tells you what, uh, about all the shows we love and want you to love. Yes, and we'll tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream, and where to stream it. Uh, so, Cliff, uh, what are you stuck at home watching today? Listen, I know what you're stuck at home watching. You watch that jiu-jitsu movie with Jiu-jitsu! Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You watched it. How much? 20 bucks? No, four, five. Five dollars? Oh, I read wow. it. I'm not buying that movie. Hey, Nancy. You're... you're, you're not buying that. Well, you're not buying, right? I see you're not going to watch it more than Hi, Nancy. Um, no, I will never watch that movie again. <laughs> so it's, not, it, it's, not a, it's not a movie you watch again unless you're like, hey, you got to see this. And like you bring somebody over. But it, in, this, in these days of Stuck at Home, there's no point in holding on to that movie at all. It was it, you mm. know. <laughs> no, was the answer, whatever, whatever question you have, the answer is no. No, it was awful. It was amazing and i will mm-hmm. i i would you know if we're, we're going to do our must watch watch you know and your picks yeah this is definitely uh a watch definitely a watch. don't watch it's not good but it's good um uh the the guy who the um nicholas cage plays like a, the 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 um the mysterious old master of jujitsu which was brought to us as we find out later i don't mean to spoil this movie by aliens um, in fact, oh, I one, thought you were going to say by like Nabisco, by one particular alien that comes to Earth Some of the once every work. six years and must fight nine warriors trained in jujitsu. And the rules after, are, yeah, so the <laughs> rules are he comes every once every six years, once every six years to fight fighters that he that have been trained in jujitsu because he taught everybody the old ways of jujitsu. This alien. so this alien comes once every six years to fight. How many fighters? Nine fighters. Nine fighters chosen by? Uh, chosen by him, kind of, but like chosen based on this little cult or clan of people that are are trained specifically in alien jujitsu. Right. So they live there like a, like a heavy like cult. Monk. Yeah, yeah. Right. Except the aliens do come. Yeah, and the aliens do come. One alien. Right. One he comes on a comet. There's more. He fights nine. And then after he fights all nine, he goes home. And if one, if, if any of those nine fighters choose not to fight the alien goes and kills a bunch of people in i i'm assuming jujitsu is actually a japanese martial art um uh and you know it's probably most recognized as brazilian jujitsu but it's actually a japanese martial art but near as i can figure based on the uh iconography there they're somewhere in thailand or burma um and uh he so uh this alien goes and runs and wreaks havoc across burma thailand somewhere in there uh kills a bunch of people and uh, so this this movie starts with a man running from this alien who kind of has uh, um, all the powers of a uh, a predator without any of the cool stuff no, of a predator. No dreads or anything. No dreads, no face, mm-hmm. um, but can shoot like, uh, uh, you know, metal stars out of his hands and uh, has a sword in there. But also and, and, and fights fights like a, fights like what like a great karate stuntman fights. Right, because we never, he's the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. We never see his face. Never so could be, face you, you just get the best fighter in the world to play that yeah, exactly. guy. Yeah, so um, so this movie's bad. But uh, Nick Cage plays a fighter who six years ago ran from this alien instead of facing him. And then how many people did he get killed for? Uh, it's, we don't know. I mean, that's just. Does it the, show it? No, no. Does it shows a little bit of it? the fight. Yeah, they talk about it a little bit. And then, and then um, yeah, and so this Wait, is kind of how. Does Nick Cage a, have a big fight in this? Nick Cage does has two big fights in it. Probably the two most um, extended fights are Nick Cage and the main character, and Nick Cage and the alien. Well, okay. So how, how? How? I mean, is it obvious that it's a stunt dude doing it? Like, is it the cuts like very abrasive? And they, like, oh, here are the fingers on the piano, and then a wide shot of the guy at the piano. Yeah, there. There. It's it's funny because they actually don't do as many cuts as you'd think. It's not a jaggedy cut movie, mm. but the, all of a sudden the kung fu gets real slow. It gets real slow and really handsy, so it's a lot of like 
hand slap, bam, boom, 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 movies, do this, rollovers. And so, it, but, um, and there's this whole scene in the middle that's all like a one shot, but it's a really awkward one shot that goes in from being point of view, mm-hmm. like, like you're actually the person to right. like the camera getting set down and them fighting and then rolling back and picking up the camera. It's a really obscure way to do it because you go in from uh, like a first person to third person point of view multiple times. It's kind of um, innovative. If it made sense, it would, but who's holding the camera? It makes it feel like they're, the camera is being held and then the camera is just being dropped. Like you, it, it makes it very clear that there's a camera there. Like it's mm. not a, it's a, it's a part of the world, the way it, do, it does it. And it's really bizarre, but you know what? Here's the truth. Super dumb, <laughs> super fun. Right. And totally worth watching. If you like Great fighting, um, decent fighting. I actually would, um, um, to kind of get into this one, uh, the, the main character, uh, He's played by this guy, Moosey. Uh, he was in the remake of Kickboxer um, and the remake of the, uh, and the sequel to this remake of Kickboxer, which also has Jean-Claude Van Damme playing the mentor role. Mm-hmm. Much better, much better movie. It actually has Bautista as Tong Po in the first one. And then the mountain uh, from, uh, from Game of Thrones is the bad guy in the second one. And wow. it's, a lot more, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more physical and the fighting's a lot better. Um, and the acting is worse but also better i would recommend i would recommend if you've never seen mm-hmm. those watch those first if you like those you're a prime target for um for this, <laughs> this. movie because you'll also enjoy this okay. but if you if you can't get to those which are i think objectively much better movies this is not for you this is for me that's what happens if you stick around hollywood long enough first you're the lead guy right like jean-claude van damme first he's the kickboxer then yeah. you're the mentor yeah, then you're the mentor. Then you're me. the mentor to the new kickboxer. You're you're the one that passing the torch. That's awesome. if, you, if, if people like you enough for you to stick around that long. Yep, that, that uh, Jackie Chan did that in the remake of the Karate Kid for Jaden Smith. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and, and and well, it should have. But Pete, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Miyagi, the original Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita, he died. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would have been him. It probably would have been him. That's yeah. why I said if you stick around long enough. Exactly. He didn't exactly. stick around long enough. The guy, you know, the heaven was like, hey, we're well, gonna come with us. All right, so. What else you got? I got well, so much stuff, but what do you got? So then the other show, the other, I, I watched, I, I made it a point to watch some bad movies. That's what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, so I the know. second That's one I watched was The New Mutants. The New Mutants. Okay, um, but but now that you said this has the girl from Queen's Gambit, who's a, to me a genius. Is she genius in this piece of, eh? uh, Anna Taylor-Joy plays a character called Magic, or it's Magic, but uh, with a K. Uh, oh, no, well, no, it's magic with a K. That's the dark arts. That's magic. She's yeah, no. well, she's Russian, so it's also the Russian way. Does maybe. she say it that way, or are you saying it that way? Uh, she did, no. Here's what's kind of fun about this movie. The one thing that I'll say is I've never been a huge X Men guy. I knew the X Men. I knew about the, the 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 main ones, but they've never been my favorite storylines on in the Marvel side for a lot of reasons. Um, so I didn't know who any of these people are. None of them are referred to by the real their 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 names. Their mutant names. So that's the character she plays, but that's not how she's referenced throughout the movie. Okay. Um, so this, this one actually goes around. Um, it's all centered around a, a girl named blue, blue hunt, mm. uh, who is, uh, that's her, that's actually her real name. Um, she's, mm-hmm. uh, her name's, uh, I think it's like Danielle moon, Moonstar, moonstruck or something. Um, and she is, uh, uh, she's this character that, 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 uh, at the very beginning of the movie, she's being pulled out of her house by her dad and they're running from this, what, they, what they're saying is a tornado, but she's hearing growling in this tornado. And then she wakes up and she's in a, in a hospital, in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And there's like, so there's the dad and there's this girl mm-hmm. and the dad's gone. No, there, no more. You never see the dad again. And then there's like four other kids, five other kids in the hospital and the nurse, the nurse ratchet. Um <laughs> Okay. And that's it. That's the entire movie is those people. There's no more people in the movie. Period. Full stop. Okay. That doesn't that doesn't yeah. sound very good. Which is fine. It's a mutant movie. It's supposed to be a haunted house movie. It's not a horror movie. Um, it's uh it's a movie, but it's you know, here's what I'll say. So there's the, there's all these mutants. The uh Macy Williams from uh Game of Thrones is in there. Um she's one you know, one of the 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 Starks, the youngest Stark daughter. Yeah, I want to watch your dad's head get yeah, yeah. So she's in it and she plays, she's actually really good in it. Um, she's always she, good. She was really good. And then, I, like I said, Anna Taylor Joy, who I thought was a lot of fun. But wait, let me be clear about something. This is a Marvel movie. This is a Marvel mutant movie. This is That's a mutant. connected to X Men. Technically, yes. It's technically connected to the real X Men. The X Men are referenced in the movie. They think they're in a 
hospital where they're learning to control their powers um, so that they can eventually become X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we have these people. And then um, basically, uh, then there's a, there's a few other, there's a, there's a boy uh, who plays uh, that, that I don't, I've never seen these other guys. One that plays this guy named uh, uh, Cannonball who can like fly really, he can just move really fast and fly around really fast. Like he mm-hmm. can't fly around slow. He can only fly around fast. And <laughs> there's yeah, guy. he's got to work on it. Yeah, he just no, and he he, he just hits himself, and he, he just explodes into. He, he refuses to discipline himself to learn. Well, he, no, he just can't. Like he's, that's his power. He just is fly he fast. Goes, he goes fast. He shakes really fast, and he moves really fast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's this is all in the hospital. This is all in the hospital, and then there's a. Who are they sp- enacting their powers on? Each other, they're learning to control them. They're talking about the the how they first found out about them. There's a there's a nurse there that's they you know the nurse has a lot of rules, so they're breaking out so they can party outside. Uh, Macy Williams turns into a wolf. Uh, yeah, it's just right. a lot of that. Yeah. Right. So okay. and what was it? it was probably like a big budget that they were planning on releasing in the theaters because it did they, come out in the theater, this, right? For this real was fast to come out in 2017 or 2018. It's been shelved multiple times. This is not One, a COVID thing. Not one to get retooled, like first to get retooled. And then when um, Disney took over and finally it came out in theaters, uh, it did come out in theaters. This has been out since September. It was one of the first movies that came out when theaters like, you know, technically reopened. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I do air quotes because it was like a very limited thing with right. social distancing and, and it, it did like a hundred, $300,000 or something. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure at the end of the day, it probably made five to 10 million in the theaters because there was nothing. not good. Not good. Uh, but yeah, they just released it. Um, and uh, I would say this. It is not a movie that I, I would have been very mad if I went and saw this in the theater. Mm-hmm. If this this came up on Netflix, well, that was fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Right, but you had to buy it. Yeah, $3 is fine. Not buy it. I mean, rent it. Rent it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a $3 rental. I wasn't mad at that. So does this go on must watch, watch, or don't watch? This goes on wait. This goes on. Don't watch unless you don't. Unless three dollars doesn't mean anything to you. At, at, that's not a choice. Yeah, we're trying to help people here. Either don't, don't watch, 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 or must watch. Everybody, that's not me. Don't watch. If you if you know what you like, if you're like me and you like the things in it, every every time you agree with so me, don't watch. watch. It. Don't yeah, watch. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Jason. Unless everything I've ever told you to watch, you like. Don't watch. Yeah, Jason. That's why people are here because they agree with us. If they didn't agree with us, then they might be here too to just argue with us, but we don't have a lot of arguments. So, uh, well, I, I think there's a certain, there's a certain sect of people that agree with you. And I mean, most of the time we like, but there's not some overlap. You would be mad at this movie. You would not like, this I movie. would be mad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a watch for you. It's a watch for me. Okay. So then put it on watch. Just a Jason watch. It's a Jason watch. If you All agree right. with the Jason side of the, the, the line. Right. Some things we agree upon, you know, Across the board, this isn't going to be one of them. Nope. And and what about the one before the the jujitsu one that was on it's watch too? Watch. Jason it's watch. All, it's a Jason watch. Okay. Again, that was four ninety nine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're looking at a nine dollar weekend. Yeah, nine dollars for weekend. these two movies, and and it might you know it, it might be a lot of fun. Yeah. If 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 you're into a certain type of thing, right? Like if you're expecting uh, too much. Right. No. Okay. Uh, if you got a bottle of lube and, and nine dollars <laughs> lying around, you will love this weekend. <laughs> right, we're gonna glaze right over that. Yeah. We're gonna slide Boom. right over the lube comment. Yeah, we're gonna, uh, right into what we went to see the last slippery Friday. slope when you start talking about that kind of stuff. What? Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna just <laughs> what we went to see last weekend, which is freaky. Freaky. That's right. Freaky. <clears throat> so should we the Vince Vaughn? Yep. Uh, so th- Freaky Friday uh, remake. So originally titled, in fact, uh, Freaky Friday the 13th, uh, out by Blumhouse. Uh, okay, we, we, uh, we went and saw it on um, Friday the, or Saturday the 14th, actually. Yep. Yeah, uh, it was a little. Yep, starring Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn, who switched bodies. Vince Vaughn playing the uh, serial killer of a, of a small town that's been haunting this small town for decades, it sounds like. Um, killing people on prom night and uh, Catherine being the, uh, the, the final girl who uh, instead of getting killed was um, uh, switched bodies with Vince Vaughn using a special murder knife with a glowing eye. Yeah. Special murder knife, glowing eye, full moon, Friday the 13th, midnight. That's right. 
that you got all the rules now. Right. Midnight and to Midnight. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think? I had so much fun watching this movie. Um, this is another one of those movies, uh, I think, where more than the other ones, where the other ones were, I, I was telling you about, were uh, non-intentionally bad movies that were just bad, right. um, that were good. This one followed a certain uh, amount of the old tropes on a purpose to mm -hmm. kind of, you know, to, to allow the, 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 just the fun of it to kind of shine through. And I had a lot of fun with this movie. Vince Vaughn was a lot of fun. Uh, Catherine Newton was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, she's she didn't great. have to do much at the beginning to accept, just be like, kill, kill, kill. But she was, it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Listen, she is great. And, uh, Vince is great. I, 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 he's always great to me. Even if it's a shit movie, he's great. This movie is like everything you want is there the way they open it. It's got like a scream kill, you know, in the beginning and you're like, oh, and then you get into it and you meet your actual characters. I mean, they hit every trope, like Jason said. And on top of it, you can also, you can talk through it with your buddies. I oh, mean, yeah. Like, you really well, you can. can. You can using today's new movie technology called buying out the theater. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You, you got to do it. You got to try it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I was doing the math on this. Um, just the other day, trying to figure out how many movies you'd have to be able to buy out. Because because people are doing it. It's hard. You can't just get a space. Like, there's probably 20 or 30 movies that are running, like, uh, screenings um, a weekend. Maybe more. Maybe it's a 20 or 30 a day that you can go to any given theater. And in order for them to make the amount of money I think a box office would need, like, let's say it's $150 million over a course of a weekend, that means they have to ha – there has to be, like, 10,000 theaters, which there are not. Right. being rented out this way. So they're still they not don't even have, cover, they're not covering their nut by any means. Yeah, they don't even have Sprite. Yeah, yeah, they don't even have Sprite. They you, they don't have sodas. They, you can't have fountain drinks right now. That's the whole thing. You don't want anything that's not being served in a bottle. Right. But they have Coke and Diet Coke and that's it. Oh yeah, that's right. They didn't even have bottled Sprite for you. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Not. I mean, like, like a Mr. Pibb. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So uh, that being said, though, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it was. It's super fun to go. It's. Yes. I highly recommend getting down and, you you know, when you go, there's actually two types of movies you can go see. Um, for 150 dollars, you get to see one of whatever the first release movies are. So Freaky, uh, Tenet, some of these. But for 99 bucks, they have like Empire Strikes Back and The Goonies, and they have a collection of older movies that you can just go mm -hmm. in there and rent and watch. Yeah. Um, which is also kind of fun if that's what you're into. And, you know, obviously we went just the two of us because there's not a lot of other people we trust. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, if you are somebody that has a little pot of people that you all can trust, you can bring 20 people for 150 bucks. It's not a bad deal. Right. But we just want the two of us. We take this seriously. So, yeah. uh, you know, we can't mess around. That's right. So it was just the two of us. But I mean, like if you can get five or eight yeah. that you trust even, I don't yeah, know. If you have 20, a family but... or a pod plant family or whatever, or, you know, you, or even if you don't trust them that much, but you're not going to actually look or talk to each other and you just want to sit in the back row and then allow them to come in later, they could come in in the bottom row and you never touch them, talk to them. See them. Right, but they all have to wear masks. That's right. Damn right. They do. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, this is definitely, what did you say for Jason? What is it? I think you? it's, a, I, I mean, Again, this is one of those things. I think it's a must-watch uh, from from where I'm at. Like for the theater stuff, if you're going to go to the theater, you're not going to have a worse time, a better you know, better time right now. Um, and if you catch it, like this is definitely something to catch and enjoy. Yeah, and especially I put it on must-watch. Especially forget about the theater because we know most people aren't going to do that when this comes onto P. Uh, what is it? POD. VOD. Is it VOD? Oh, POD yeah. is post orgasmic disgust. Yeah, POD is that band, that Christian rock band. No, no, no. It's post-orgasmic disgust. It's when you come and then all you want is the other person to turn oh. into a piece of pizza and an Uber. Oh, okay. That's a different POD. There are yes. also the ones that go, here comes the boom. Here comes the boom. Yeah, Those are click, the click. boys from the South. Click, click, boom, I thought. Oh, yeah, that's them, too. I, I thought it was here come the boom, but yeah, the same people. Click, yeah, click, yeah, boom. Whatever. Yeah, They're, it's yeah, boom. It's a Christian rock band that stands for Payable on Death. Um <laughs> Okay, moving right on. So yeah, I would go, and I'm saying when it comes on to VOD, I would say for sure it's must watch. Uh, okay, so Vince Vaughn, and again, it don't you have to watch? When I say must watch, just like Jason said, and I'm I'm standing by it. It's must watch, but it is a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. you're not expecting cinematic masterpiece or anything like that. No, you you should not no. be, but you you have a good time and it's fun. Well, it doesn't All take right. itself seriously. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go move on. Yes, we're moving on. I want to I want to go through a little bit of your um, list, but I'm going to go a little bit different today because we've done some of these things and I just but I want to go through a couple things and we have about 10 minutes for our first break anyway. Uh-huh. 
So I want to kind of get into some of the stuff on the back end of this, because I actually did want to talk to you about a couple of these shows next on Fox. Okay. All right. This is on your, so I'm going to start with your don't watch list. All right. Yep. Because I've had questions on these shows, whether I should get into them or not, Mm -hmm. because I've heard things about this show next. So talk to me about this show. What's the premise of next? It's again, it's the premise of uh, AI takes, takes over. We have to stop it. You know, the uh, Steve Jobs, uh, he's not an evil genius. He's, you know, a um, morally ambiguous genius. And uh, he's, you know, he's now aware that this thing that he helped create is now going to, you know, take over the world. It's Isaac Asimov, uh, you know, wrapped in John Slattery, who normally I love. I mean, the guy is, he makes everything. Listen, if you're a John Slattery fan, you know, he makes it easier to watch. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the wrong vehicle for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so John Slattery is the main character in this show. Uh, he plays a character named Paul LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. He is a um, he's a he is a tech guru. He is a like you said, he's a Bill Gates or We've whatever. We've seen this guy so many times in Devs. Uh, what's his name? You know, Michael. Uh, what uh, Keith Ken <laughs> Offerman. <laughs> Nick Offerman. Nick, Nick Offerman. Yeah. yeah, Ken Keith, Nick Offerman. Uh, but he, you know, we've seen him do it. So I'm just saying, like, it's not necessarily Slattery's right best choice. Yeah, he plays with all like respect. yeah, he plays like this this tech wizard who's converted over, who realizes the creation that he's made has is turned against uh, is basically going to turn against humankind and needs to shutter the project. Now, is it just this particular thing that he's going after? Or is it one of those kind of tech evil of the week type shows it's both it's like that you know uh procedural plus got it yeah you know and it's like you you just don't even you just you glaze over and it's not the good kind of glaze over like you used to do with csi where you're like a little drool's coming off you'll be like honey they're gonna do the thing they're, they're swishing the chemicals they're gonna catch the guy with the chemicals csi like that. csi and even ncis uh always felt like good shows for um well, uh, well, I guess that too. I'd always, I always seem to run into those at the gym, like on the on one of the exercise machines, just on the TV. You can you can kind of jump in and out. It doesn't really matter if you solve the crime or not. You just kind of catch it for a little while. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, you don't always know the crime's going to get solved. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you, but here's the thing: you've seen this. Excuse me, you've seen this with C, uh, person of interest. You know, the Nolan uh, thing, except this time they're using Caviezel. The, yeah, yeah, the technology to help catch crimes. It's a precog thing, but this this is a worn out premise and the engine of the show is not like you're you're fighting against a, a, a an invisible villain right it's it's zeros and ones and it's not like the matrix where there's you know all these people it just there was nothing it was uh-huh. i can't even tell you i watched episodes of it and i held nothing wow all right yeah, yeah no i've i've heard you know it's it, it's interesting because i've heard good things but i've also this didn't see when i read the things i was like this I must, I, I, I can tell I already don't agree with whoever's writing these reviews. <laughs> you know, the people who are writing those reviews, I mean, you know, you know what they're getting. They're getting the hundred dollar Postmates code and they're getting the, you know, the whole, they, 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 they believe me, the payola is still around. Right. right. It's, it's just very uh, invisible. Kind of like the premise or the engine of this movie. Well, and, and, this and, and again, this, when we talk about the show, this is not a streaming show. This is actually a broadcast show. And that's part of the problem with broadcast television right now is they, they don't take any risks. These right. things, this actually might've been a show that had there not been such a great, has there not been so many great options on cable and in streaming that might be better. But um, a lot of broadcast TV is worse for the fact that we have better options. Yeah, that's very well said. And we've talked about this before. Like, is there a place for broadcast TV in the streaming world? And I think the answer by these shows that we're seeing the B positives and, Etc. is no, because when you look at Chuck Lorre taking, you know, the Kaminsky method onto Netflix, that's where it worked. That's where Chuck Lorre finally got a nomination. Right. There's no more room, I don't think, for these broadcast uh, templates in the streaming world. And that's what we're in, people, is the streaming world. So you might as well either catch up. There's no more selling out. There's only buying in. Right. I think that's a five-finger death. Well, it, <laughs> I think that um, the one person that's still doing better on... Um, on broadcast than they are on streaming is Ryan Murphy. He hasn't seemed to hit it as well on the, on the, on the, on the non-broadcast side. Um, his I like shows. Ryan Murphy. I'm, I'm standing alone in the wilderness. I know. Well, no, I don't have a problem with Ryan Murphy, but his biggest shows have still been 
broadcast shows and his best shows have still been broadcast shows. The, the Hollywood one and, uh, ratchet. were not, we're, you know, I like Hollywood again. I stand alone in the wilderness. Well, when I think of Nick Tuck and, you know, Nip, Nip Tuck's a little bit older and also American horror story, even though those are cable shows, they were still terrestrial TV shows before they were streaming shows. Well, yeah, but you also have to remember that was kind of the beginning of, uh, you know, uh, you know, basic cable or whatever the idea was where you mm-hmm. could, you know, it was like uh, profanity light. Yeah. Yeah. Sex and I, light. I don't have a problem. I like those two shows. I'm just saying since he moved over to the hit pure streaming, he has not been as successful, I think, with the with the shows as he was. Well, why I was saying that was that because at the time that was a new thing and people were like, ooh, ah, and now it's not. So what does he do to push the envelope? I don't think he's figured that out in streaming where anything goes. Right. Right. He's not, he's not the, he's not the thing that's like, oh, this is quirky. What? Look, they're swearing and. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so yeah, I think uh, whatever we were saying about, about uh, what is it called? Next one AI. Next. Next. I mean, again, it's not even, how is that title telling me what the show's about at all? I have no idea what it means. Exactly. I feel like, you know, it, it comes to you from the, uh, the geniuses at Lionsgate TV, probably. I mean, they can't do anything right over there. <laughs> they should do it over at Fox. I mean, like, and again, I think that we see streaming network. Eh. Well, it almost feels like that. Like, hey, we're well, not going to, this, this show, like, being on broadcast is second place in a weird sort of way. Like here, I guess we'll put this on regular TV. Yes. Just like Peacock, unfortunately, yep. you yep. know, and, and it, for AP bio, it was good. Mm-hmm. Cause it's saving a show that was canceled. Right. And it lets it get a little darker. Mm-hmm. Whereas, right. you know, it basically found the darkest it could go on network, Yep. but that's going to be a very few and far between thing. I, I agree. I agree. I, I think there's very few things that are going to come out that way. Um, which speaking of here, the next show that you, uh, have on your don't watch list is also something mm-hmm. I was interested in checking out, uh, for a couple reasons. Um, but you have it on the don't watch list, which is big sky. I don't know what the hell. Listen, I have never been a huge David E. Kelly fan with all due respect. I, I respect the guy's work like the grateful dead. I just don't like the music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that being said, uh, big little lies was something very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The first season. That's an adaptation. Right. He has a show with Billy Bob Thornton, David E. Kelly, on Amazon Prime. That Goliath. Goliath. That I like. You know, I mean, I think David E. Kelly was a lawyer. That's why he did Boston Law, and you know, he. But Boston shows, Legal and you know the practice and Ally McBeal. And I liked Ally McBeal in 1992. You know what right. I mean? But it's not something that has you know taken the test of time. And when I see these old pasty white dude still getting time after time each other when you could have someone so much more diverse and better in there creating a show in that slot and it's like again it's just it's like an old dude trying to do a mystery you know and get back a little of that you know fervor in this weird town he's like trying to do a lynchian town but it's like what 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 are you doing man and and ryan Philippe, who i think really is a great actor I really do. It's, it's, and for, I get why he t- says yes to this, mm-hmm. but it's another miss, man. You know, and, and that's why we look, his acting is, is probably the reason Sniper stayed on the air for two seasons or whatever it got. You know, I mean, and, and people can argue this with me, but there's a reason everyone knows who Ryan Philippe is. Okay. Because he was married to uh, Reese Witherspoon? No, because, you know, trust me when I tell you this. First of all, uh, What's it called? The, the the movie that was based on Dangerous Liaisons that he did? Oh, with, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying it's not, just hang on, okay? This guy's not done. But this show, it's with this mystery in this weird town. I, I'm telling you, it's well, like trying to tell everybody what to tell them to everybody it's about. I can't because, again, it's like this thing where it's like, okay, so he's, <laughs> someone dies. They have to figure out who's dead, and everyone's weird. There's fights in bars. There's uh, I don't understand anyone's place in this world. And and let me tell you even one step further. I don't understand the world. Have have the has, am I the only guy saying this? Has this been reviewed at all? No, I think it's gotten great great reviews. Um, the premise is it's based off a a, a series of books by uh, an author named C.J. Box. Um, okay, it's about this detective, um, and uh, that's what I he guess- is. He's a detective. He's a private detective, Cody Joint, and um, <laughs> this is and Cassie Duell uh, is the other one. So it's a pair of private detectives 
who joined forces with uh, with Cody's estranged wife, who I'm guessing is uh, yes. the character played by Catherine Winnick. Yes. To um, search for two sisters who have been kidnapped by a truck driver on a remote highway in Montana. And they end up in this weird town. And I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I, I heard that it was just not good. They end up in this weird town. And in the mystery is, is the, what are these? Are they dead? Are they not? And then the trucker. And, and by the way, the trucker has that weird. Um, I know I promised you I wouldn't do this. So I'm not going to do it. But uh, oh, the vanishing. It's like a little like they're trying to do that that idea of uh, was that, I think that was the movie with Kurt Russell where his wife just disappears at the truck stop. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, I mean, there's a little of that, but again, this this team. It's like listen to the names, do well, and joint. Right. I mean, you know, and and again, it's not based in this. You're not earning it. It's not this. Even with the comic Lachlan walking around for four episodes and not saying anything in Twin Peaks, it was earned. David Lynch earned it in every right. piece of his work. This is not something like, I feel like this book, that's why I said I want to read the book, because I feel like this material in a different person's hands, a younger, more capable, more innovative person's hands, they could have something super interesting here. Well, and everybody they, they go don't. out and read The Highway. It came out in 2013, and it was written by C.J. Box. Charles James Box Jr. is his oh, full name. That's my next thing on my Audible. Nice. Um, all right, so we won't spend too much time. I'm just curious about those. No, two no, no, bring it. Those I, two I, I to watch. And then um, you had Undoing in Watch last week, and just real quick, I, you, it's moved all the way back, top of your list on Don't Watch, uh, the Undoing. Also, David E. Kelly. I, I honestly don't care if you, Grant, killed this woman or not. I don't. I don't care about any of these people or the school or where they shot the school in Manhattan. It's just loaded with privilege and pretense, and I'm not. I, it, there's no strings that are pulling me into this. No, no strings? None. Not one. Not one. And, and you know, it's not lost on me as an old white guy that, that the woman who dies is, is a mixed race almost. It's like she's ethnic or something. Like, there's just, it's like, what are you doing? What, is, what, like, let's not, let's find something else. Again, let's find, if you can put these slots in HBO Max, which I can't really complain about HBO Max. Because, right. like, almost, literally, I like almost everything else they've done. Right. So I just feel like, and, and it's not a miss because who says no to Nicole Kidman? Right. And I think overall, I mean, I agree with you. And I think that for the most part, um, you know, I think there are a lot of people that share your opinion on this, but it's been a well-reviewed show. Like this is something that HBO Max, as far as their concerns, a hit. Um, and that doesn't has, surprise me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, 8.1 on IMDb, 75% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's for all intents and purposes, it's a, great show as far as they're concerned but, but that doesn't mean it's certified. good but is it certified that's certified fresh? yeah it's certified oh, yeah, it's absolutely. oh anything over that's what that's what he uh joel was saying yeah, it's like over 60 day. something percent is fresh this is very very this is deep fresh this has got the redness and it's juicy and it'll put like little tomato stains on your shirt if you, you bite into it okay well you know like i said i i still stand uh what i'm saying because it's uh i think it's out of touch I, I really do. I think it's out of touch and I'm not going to, you know, listen, there, there's things that are critic darlings that just don't resonate with me in any way, shape or form. I'm looking for innovation. I'm looking for a new way of storytelling or I'm looking for something that if you're using old tropes, you're doing it in a interesting and innovative way. Well, and I think one of the, the big, I think the big uh, thing on this one, just so, you know, just to kind of put you a peace of mind with your opinion, how it kind of compares is that the, the critics for the most part are really, um, big on the performances and think that everybody does a really good job, but thinks the story is really weak. Um, and that's the problem. You don't need to watch TV. I don't need to watch TV to watch Hugh Grant act. If I wanted to watch Hugh Grant act, I'd buy his masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's got that great political, uh, comedy, uh, dramedy that's on Amazon prime where he plays the, the gay, uh, uh politician. Yeah. It, listen, this guy is great. Nicole Kidman's great. You're absolutely right, Jason. We don't need a bad story. So we could watch them act. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. If I want to watch a bad story with somebody to watch somebody act, I'd watch jujitsu. Yeah. Right. And then you get in fights too. Yeah. And, yeah, a, and right. a guy in a helmet. Aliens in helmets. Always good. Aliens in helmets. I'd be more interested if an alien in a helmet showed up in the undoing and started killing people. I, I have nothing in there that just, it creeps along at a snail's pace. And the things that they think are so clever, you, you can see the moments they're taking in the, in the, in the filmmaking. Uh, 
I use that word loosely in the, in, let's just move on. In the, in the direction, <laughs> in the photo- yeah. photographic direction. If we stop right now, we're at the perfect, we would have just finished the don't watch list. Well, I was just going to, yeah, we, we would have done it, but you had to keep going. It's fine. Um, no, I'm just kidding. You can't just stop in the middle of what you're saying and say that that's the perfect way to end it. You can't just go, this, and it would be the perfect. There's nothing else to yeah. say. Wait. The Sopranos did yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, listen, I was just thinking, like, if I was if I was an alien and I had to wear a suit that made me invisible, I had to wear a suit that made my face all locked up, and and I was just going to perform karate on humans, you know, that sounds very uncomfortable. It sounds hot, and it sounds sweaty, and it sounds like that, whatever that poly material that, that both heals all my wounds and also makes me look like a rubber tree root. Um <laughs> would have to chafe, you know? Mm. And I wish I had something under there that was soft, something that wasn't made out of tree root. So something much as uh, to protect pulpy. you and make your predator feel. Oh yeah. Make, you know, <laughs> something that conceals my predator, but also <laughs> ensures that, um, that if there is any sort of thermal, you know, <laughs> any sort of like hot, hot view of my, my, my predator, it still, it still feels cool. You know what I mean? Like you, you wouldn't be able to find me. If you, if you had thermo. As far as I'm concerned, me undies comes from alien technology. Oh, it, it might as well. Aliens it, are real. You know, I think aliens did come down and uh, gift us. Micromodal. With micromodal. Yeah. And now they got this new stuff, the loungewear. I know we talk about it, but seriously, I, I, I got to tell you, Jason, honestly, you were telling yesterday, uh, the other show, uh, a day ago or so, or whatever it was, uh, about the dogs with the hoodies. I, I, I did not stop thinking about it. And then I got Athena one and I got Chelsea one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And by the way, I can't wait for them to get there. Yeah, no, I, I have this big plan. Like everybody who I know that like has a dog that kind of, they kind of look like their dog. That's what I'm doing. Like that's, I have two ideas for gifts. One, I'm not going to tell you cause you might get one. Um, but two <laughs> mm-hmm. is, is getting people that match like matching dog, a dog, a dog hoodie. And then they get the, the underwear so they could walk around the neighborhood together, looking the same, feeling the same connected. And normally I would say no, don't do that. But this stuff is so cool. And I'm not it's saying soft. that because this is paying our bills. I, I honestly, we would find another sponsor. Yeah. It's, it's, this stuff really is cool and really yes. is comfortable. Really comfy. It's, it's no BS. Everything in here. It's like you can hibernate. And, and by the way, give it as a gift. The membership, yeah. it doesn't mean they send you stuff every month. You know, I can't talk yeah. about this. I'll put it enough. on and fight nine guys. Mm. And by the way, it's the official underwear of Alien. Yeah, uh, technology and, and of jujitsu. Yes. yes, according jiu-jitsu. to us. He also right. says it's funny, by the way. He says he doesn't say jujitsu. It's like he has to make sure that that there's that I in there. It's like jujitsu. Nick Cage. Yes, Nick Cage. If I had Nick Cage's address, I would send him a MeUndies yeah, monthly membership because he would calm down. Like you would see a lot more restrained performances yeah, like, from jujitsu. He'd, he'd go like, back to oh. the Valley Girl performance. <laughs> he'd be fine. He'd be like jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. Calm him down. Okay. He'd be like. Yeah, if, if if somebody just given him that when he had like when he got his Superman comic stolen, he would have calmed down and been fine. Would have been okay. By the way, if they had if Tim Burton had crafted the the Superman suit back out then Modal. out of Micromodal and Me Undies collab, it, we would have already, already had that movie. We would already have that movie. Yeah, we would be. <laughs> it'd be uh, yeah. We, we we wouldn't even knew it. It would be Snyder cut. What? Yeah, me on these possibilities are immense yes. if you put them in the multiverse, especially. So, right. what is the place to get this? Um, you go to meundies.com, offer code stuck, and you get 15% off. Or you can go into my, uh, you know, just get into one of my dresser drawers and uh, pull out a couple pairs. And free Either shipping. Either way. Free and, shipping. And, yeah, I will not provide free shipping, but you guys are welcome to come over and rustle through my drawers anytime. Or meundies. Does way, go to meundies.com, offer code stuck. All right, so we're, we're going in reverse today. So we're going to go to watch. Because okay, I've it's not much to on watch. Yeah, I know. And I, but I wanted to talk to you about this one. Let's. Games of London. So okay, the yeah, let's, season, let's finale, season finale came out yesterday. Um, so you, if you haven't watched it yet, it's okay. We're going to talk about it anyway. Yep. Um, and you notice this is not on the must watch. This was previously a must watch show. Yes. Um, I want to talk to you about it because we haven't talked about the last two episodes. So we kind of stopped right before this big, big twist. We, we finished up on the twist where Finn, um, it was revealed that Finn, the, the main bad, you know, the, 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 the boss who's never really been on screen as a full meanie. Yeah. As the, uh, he, the kind of the main guy that died that kind of kicked off this entire series. Finn it was found out he stole a bunch of money 
from everybody and it planned to kind of get out of the business and uh, leave with a, with a secret girlfriend. Yeah, his pregnant mistress, Polish yeah. or Russian mistress. Right. And so that's where we kind of ended. We found out that some people knew and that there's that the, the uh, investors who we will put secret in quotes, cabal. Exactly. Was the one that ordered the hit when they found out he was trying to leave. Um, which still all the way hasn't all the way been explained because it seems like exactly what uh, Finn wanted was exactly what they want now. Um, and they didn't know about the money theft. So it seems a little weird that they wanted to kill him, even though they were trying to implement and put in place the same guy that they were going to put in place anyway. Well, they were trying to put Dumani in place and right. Finn was leaving. So he was putting the little Dumani in place. Exactly as they wanted. Right. And he wasn't giving the business to his son. Exactly like Sean the Wallace, Wallace. Right. right? But they killed him anyway. Right. So why? Why? That's okay. What. So nine brought us into what we both thought was a jump the shark. Absolutely. The show was lost to me. As far as nine went, it would have dropped to, and this is why I like doing the weekly must watch, watch and don't watch because things can fall off. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're, we're saying that like, and we'll save you the time, but I'm telling you if it would have ended on that, what was nine, I guess what we're talking about this penultimate, which, you know, normally I don't like it would have gone. Don't watch. Right. Mm -hmm. You agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And so this episode basically kind of flesh, fleshes out this part. Everybody finds out that, you know, you know, Finn's, uh, you know, obviously th whatever happened with Finn already happened. And so they're, they're going through and dealing with the aftermath of all this stuff. Um, yeah, the building blowing up because well, uh, that's the very, sorry, very Sean. Right. Yeah, Sean blows up the building. That's how it all it all culminates in that. But basically, they are on the run. They're trying to they're trying to get back at people. They're trying to figure out who's good and who's bad. So they have this big family meeting, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the Dumases and uh, um, and and the Wallaces, and you know, we're just kind of table setting a lot of stuff. But we're just you know, the mom's getting meaner and eviler. <laughs> uh, Right. Nothing really, really happens except that every, you know, everybody knows everything now. We know that the, we know that the cabal's there. We know that the, you know, we know who's running all the pieces. Right. Well, what does happen at the end, what they tried to do as a cliffhanger, was Sean, after he'd been out, you know, ousted by everybody and, and fucked over by everybody, he decides to blow up a building. And, and you, at least I believed at the end of Nine that uh, the little, is it Dumas or Dumani? I don't know. Dumani, yeah, Dumani. Dumani, right. the, the, the Dumani kid was in that building that he blew up. Ah, uh, you thought he was there. I, I didn't think he was in there. Yeah. Okay. That's that interesting. I didn't, catch. I didn't think he was in there. I, I um, thought he might be. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. And I was like, oh, it would be cool if that was the case. Because if it's not, then this whole episode sucked. Right. <laughs> and and then, that's what but, it was. And he did, he, he kind of repartnered with the girl from, um, from the beginning. Not the, like the, what is the army? Yeah, with Nassif, the one against Nassif. Yeah, and, the one who was fighting for the revolution of her country, right? But that's so why they she's kind selling of, drugs. That they kind of bonded back together, and so they they kind of made this plan to get back at a bunch of people. And yeah, the, the big building explosion, which is you know for all intents and purposes a a good uh, you know kind of it, it definitely had the 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 feels of a of an unimportant version of the of the the, the movie ending of for Fight Club, right? That's like what I was where, thinking. Right, you, you except see it the, wasn't economic equilibrium; it was just yeah. Ugh. But you got the van full of. You, you know, you just have the van yes. next to a next to a column in a building that blows up, out, you know, filled with liquid. Yeah. That's the, the, the part that was the same that you watch from a distance as it explodes. Right. And it was lazy to me. Yep. I mean, it was a nice uh, little effect at the end, but it was just lazy yep. and it was uninspired. And then then we had this season finale, which we know it's renewed. Right. All right. So so what did you think of this? Um, again, I, there's this, this part of this whole, this thing where it's still table setting a lot of stuff and not, and acting on it. So you have, you have, you know, you basically, they did the same thing that they've been doing a lot of times. You actually are, they put you in the middle of a scene and then they go back in time and they've done this a lot of times. And I, it was really a, it was really disorienting this particular time because you've just seen something explode and then you immediately see him in jail, you know, in, um, in this like. See who in Elliot? jail, basically, yeah, whatever, like FBI. Elliot you're talking about Elliot, right? right. Now, in the in the, the episode before, Elliot had tried to out uh, this other. There were two informants, right? And he tried to out the other Not informant, informant the, the other undercover officer, the other undercover person, basically, right. and tried to do this thing, and it, it went bad, and the other undercover person ended up dying. He ended up like killing somebody with cold blood and trying to frame them, you know, all that stuff. But in, on top of that, 
now he's kind of in this a little bit more. He's, you know, and they're trying to figure out exactly what has happened since then. Right. And so they go through this whole interrogation process that I really could have done without because it just confused me more. Because, and I ended up having to watch the end to make sure I didn't miss anything. But how about the big guy, though? Oh, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, I've never seen that. Awesome. That was one thing I felt like when he has him up by the neck tied to the chair. I mean, Elliot's got to be 6'2", uh, you know, 210. And this guy's holding him by the... I don't know how they... I mean, I can imagine how they did it, but that was a good okay. effect. No, that was really fun. I, I like that. that part of it. Um, but, okay, go on. But here's the deal. So it's just another one of the... You know, it, it felt like, you know... And I had this problem back in The Shield, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show, the shield, the shield, show, the shield could have gone one season. Those guys should be in jail. Nobody gets away with stuff, but it, it felt like you backed everybody into a corner so they could choose a choice that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what, what the show. Felt. That's what I felt like here. You put Elliot in a position where he he's been doing for the most part, the right things he's been trying to get access. He has the choice of what to do and then immediately makes this change for this girl and this, you know, this kid, but without any sort of like second thoughts, he just goes out and, does something what I think is completely off character, which is he kills Sean. He joins up basically with these guys and becomes a, uh, you know, basically a, a, a member a, of the cabal, a, a member of the cabal. Right. So what we, okay. So this is why, and, and I thought the, I was very disappointed that Gareth did not direct this episode. And I felt like Corin Hardy kind of failed, you know, which again, I guess when you're given the the shot at the buzzer to me, you yeah. know, it's uh, you missed. And, right. you know, you, you did a couple of good episodes that I thought, wow, you really might be a filmmaker. And then I watched something where it was lazy. And but here's what I did and why it moved to. And this is not symptomatic or an effect of the narrative of the, you know, of the directing by any mm-hmm. means. This is purely an effect of what I believe could be the potential of a season two storytelling. Okay. Uh, 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 what's the word device, right. which is what we have spent all season watching. Right. And the title, the misleading title, let's say gangs of London by the end of this show, the Wallaces are wiped out. The gypsies are wiped out. The Danish special forces are wiped out. Right. And the baddest gang in London is the cabal. And right. what you were watching is an origin story of Elliot going to be the most uh, awful undercover agent. Like he's the, you know, the most OG undercover agent now, except he's going to be used for bad. Right. And that to me, at least to me, and from a storytelling point of view, is you, you did something interesting. At least, you know, you, yeah. it's not, oh, how are the Wallaces going to achieve the mom? Done. Sean Wallace, done. You know, the, the Dumani's fucking basically done. No, no, actually, they're okay. He got them. That was the objective. And he succeeded in his objective. He knew the side to pick. Yeah. So that's why I felt, from a storytelling aspect, this stays on watch because they could do a very interesting thing next season yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. I think that I'm disappointed overall with the, the story arc because I feel like I've seen mm-hmm. this before. Um, the mom's alive, by the way. Um, oh, that's that. right. I forgot that little tag ending, which, by the way, oh, so she was just sleeping and pretending to be she dead? Almost over, almost Yeah, that dead, was yeah. the laziest shit. You know, I still let it jump to watch yep. because of the setup. Yeah, I think, the I, I think there's some opportunity there. I mean, the end of the day, the Wallaces were nothing. They, Sean was awful. He just wasn't a very good killer. I like, I like the Sean that evolved to this last episode. I actually like the Sean that's willing to have a gun put to his head. I actually thought that was a very effective scene that he just kind of let run through and actually showed his true colors. Like, Hey, I'm not this monster. I don't want to be this monster. I'm ready to get out. Let's do this thing. Um, and oh, right, I in the chip, we forgot about the mic. There's always a microchip. microchip. He has a microchip with all the cabals, bad stuff that they've done. But I like that version of Sean who actually seems proactive and not just working off of rage. And even though I, I, and, and that's one of the reasons I felt this jumped a little bit was, yeah, shooting him was shocking, but mm-hmm. not maybe best for the story. I would have rather had this Sean working against Elliot or whatever than him being the one that's dead because he seems like the only proactive one now in the show. Yeah, listen, I mean, that's the thing. I think uh, you're, you're right. You know, th- what I am hoping is that they decide to now depart completely from the idea of the Wallaces. And next season, it's a whole new, almost like they did with, um, oh, it's an old show with Ken Wall that where he was undercover. And uh, again, I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't. And I can't believe it's not coming to me. I watched every episode. 
was Sonny, was the lead gangster. Wise guy? Yeah, wise guy. And it's the same idea where it's like you're setting up this guy to be even the deeper undercover agent. Listen, I'm not sure. I just hope they move away from everything gangs of London and, you know, they find some new, interesting, almost comic book kind of story. Right. I just wish they'd do more of the fighting that they did in the first two or three episodes. Like, yes. that, I can deal with a kind of plain or semi-okay storyline if in the middle of every single one of them, you show me a fight scene like you did in those first couple episodes. Yep. And Gareth Evans just kind of handed off the rest of the show and he didn't even come back to direct the last one or two, which normally that's what the creator does. They will at least want to do the, la- the, 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 the opener and the finale. Yeah. First two, last two is the bit like if you look Fincher on house of games, it's first two, last two. It's, you know, I think Mindhunter yeah. too. Even, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of even, uh, Lynch came back and directed the, the second season finale of, uh, that's right. of, of Twin Peaks after kind of getting kicked out for the rest of the season. Right. This is what I mean. And, and I felt like that was lazy. And then you're giving it to these people that aren't filling your shoes in the way you may think they're filling your shoes. Yeah. But it is still overall a watch. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree you know, with that. Not must watch, but a watch. All right. So there's a few things on here because um, I want to get into your must watch, but a lot of this stuff we've talked about already and mm-hmm. I want to put on there, but there are a few new ones. So I want to get into those as we kind of go through, I'm going to go through the whole list, but the first one is 69 on Hulu. What yep. is 69? It's the uh, new documentary on Takeshi 69. Oh, so 69. I'm not even saying it right. It's 69 on Hulu. Right. Exactly. It's 69. Um, and it's about the uh, musician and gangster and uh, snitch you know, troll and uh, yes, yeah, snitch. And uh, all of it, you know, I mean, is he a genius? Is he just a piece of garbage? Is he, you know, a genius piece of garbage? Is it, you know, and what's interesting about the documentary, it's uh, made by this guy. I feel like his last name is Gandhi and he is not an insider. The management and Takeshi, no one's giving him interviews. So he starts piecing this together from an outside point of view, which is much more interesting than if we would have been watching a piece where Takeshi or his people or whoever his people are now were involved. Okay. And so and you it, really, yeah. really enjoyed this, huh? This, I mean, it's gotten good reviews and, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously the, the little, the, the one that people are comparing this to is the little people little that you people. really, really liked um, that had, uh, uh, was directed by um, two people. Two it was people. a team and Terrence Malick exec produced it. And yeah, that's right. Which was really, really good. And so you feel like this one, does justice to the story. Like, I, I feel like these stories aren't really about the people, but the, 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 I don't know the, how would you describe this? This is, I'll tell you, it's a lesson in how to control social media. It's a lesson in finding a blueprint for what works. It's like this guy did one thing. He gets arrested and gets called a pedophile because he has a video of having sex with a 13-year-old girl. And he's 21 or 20 or 19, at the whatever he was. Right. She was 13 and he was over 18 That's and he well filmed it. Yep. Right. And then he says to everyone, remove, so I call him a pedophile. And then he figures out, oh, well, that doesn't, I can remove that by getting gang affiliation. And, but he's not really a gang. Even though he grew up in a bad neighborhood, you know, he's not really this guy. And then he gets taken in and you see the fight between the bloods right. and how he figures out how to work this gang angle until he actually, you know, becomes a gangster. Because you can't just act like a gangster around gangsters, you know. Right. You have to Not eventually, yeah. yeah, you got to leave or you're involved. And he ended up involved. But when it came push to shove, you know, he was a guy who was not a gangster. And he went and, and then he figured out how snitch works for him, you know, and how to use the snitch uh, uh, image to make him money and get out of jail. And then, boom, he's out of jail and signs a $10 million record deal. And it's like, did this guy have this sort of, you know, he started out making clothes that said HIV and, you know, suck whatever it was, you know, I mean, it was interesting and people were noticing it and he figured out. So to me, it's a, almost like a, uh, why we're so fucked up as a society, uh, uh, sustained meditation on that. Interesting. Well, I'm definitely going to take the, take a look at this. This definitely wasn't on my list. I saw it there. Um, and then I saw his glow in the dark teeth and I was like, Nope, thank you. Okay. Well, let me add one more thing. And and this goes out to, you know, parents, if you want to, you know, it's also important as parents to understand how our kids are being affected by social media mm-hmm. and why our kids know who Takeshi six nine is and who Lil peep is. And with the face tattoos, what is happening in humanity that, you know, and, and it's important to be up to date on this and understand so we can, 
kind of counteract any long lasting effects. Totally. It might have. Uh, totally. They, they, that's the funny thing about uh, six, nine um, and uh, you know, to, to a point little people, they just look so little and so young that they, they seem silly to me. Like watching him run around in his little, he looks like a tattooed up rainbow bright. And I just, there's nothing scary to me about him, but in a way, like exactly what you're saying when they, you know, you part, put all this stuff and they start affecting other people. They, they, they've created something that you got to kind of watch out for. Yes, exactly. And, and okay. So we can. Yep. <laughs> so we talked a lot about the Reagans. Definitely a must watch. Um, yes. All right. So this is a show that I couldn't quite, I haven't quite been able to like get into, but um, I'm going to try and give it another chance this season. Uh, His Dark Materials, the the show where everybody has a, has a ghost animal that lives with them and evolves into like better ghost animals. It's fucking. A demon. Pokemons. Yes. Pokemon, the TV show. Right. No, not at all. This is about dark matter, literally the creation of the universe and multiple worlds and a schism in the fabric of time and space and something called dust, which for us could be, you know, the ether, the glue that keeps the universe together. And it's, you know, it's a very scientific, heady, sci-fi, uh, uh, almost like statement against organized religion about how this Vatican type uh, organization is maintain is, is hovering and controlling how dust is seen. And now there's this new world that rips open and that ruins organized religion because now every fairy tale you told, and now it's like, nope, <laughs> there's a world right here. And they're trying to, go ahead. But everybody still has like a pet duck or a... No, not everybody. Somebody has a wolf and somebody has a bear and eventually they turn into like meaner bears. Like somebody has like a teddy bear and then it eventually evolves into a panda and then someday it might become a polar bear. No, 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 you're wrong. I watched that. That was like the first episode, You didn't watch it very well. It was, it's basically when you hit puberty and you're not a kid anymore, when you go through the change... No, yeah. when you go through the change, your daemon goes through the change. And what happens is it becomes your permanent demon. Oh, yeah. The and duck turns into a fighting duck. Well, it says who you are because it's a part of who you are. I'm just teasing. I just I know. I know you are. But, you know, listen, by the way, it's got, uh, you know, uh, the woman from the affair who is, I think I, she's older. I want you to listen. As somebody who looks like he cosplays as George R.R. R. Martin, I don't know if I can get behind all this sanity fantasy bullshit. <laughs> yeah no I, listen the girl the lead girl it's uh the guy from split everything in the, uh, mcavoy everything mm-hmm. in this show there and, and the effects are great listen the only thing i can do without is manuel uh lynn manuel Miranda. yeah I'll give it another shot. Hot air balloon. you make it sound a lot lot better and i i do want to see i did want to check this one out it just felt like one when i first watched it like because of the the, the little animals and then like golden compass i thought it was like a golden compass knockoff um, but it sounds a lot better when you say it. I just sneezed. I didn't, I didn't even hear you. The very, very sensitive no. sneeze. All right. So his Mark Matillo <laughs> is on the watch list. The Crown we've talked about. A Teacher we've talked about. Sound of Metal we've talked about. Fireball Visitor from Darker Worlds. Tell me about this one. Uh, it's, um, oh my God. How am I black? I need to have names written in front of me because I know this is one of my favorite directors and uh, it, it's a uh, Herzog. And it's it's a Herzog, you know, a, a film, and and it's about meteors and these alien objects that come from other worlds. And this thing is, um, you know, it's spiritual, it's it's scientific, it's, <laughs> and it's this journey because you, what Herzog does, and if you're a fan of Herzog, a Warner Herzog, then you understand that he is a joyful little kid who gets to go to, you know, and explore all the things he loves, like fur trappers in Siberia. And, you know, it's like, so, so when you, when you get, watch this, you, you get the, the joy that comes from like, he's getting paid to go explore meteors and impacts and he can't believe it. <laughs> and, and it's infectious. It really is. It's infectious and it's, it's beautiful. And it's also telling us something much stronger that is uh, we, we're not alone. I mean, and I'm not talking about my aliens is real stuff because even though it's true, you can count me as a wacko until everything happens. I'm good with that. But this is different. This is also science-based. And this is something where he's connecting the dots between humanity and science is our accepted religion of the day. Well, it sounds really interesting. I mean, I, I, I mean, meteorites are interesting. And like, if there is ever an alien that's going to get here, it's probably going to hop on board a comet or a meteorite and land on the earth, right? That's probably right. the first way we'll experience one. 
I am not against that. All right, so we got to we got to blow past the next few. We got to blow. Oh well, there's the Law and Order, which we talked about, and yeah. the Bachelorette, which it we just stays on there, which again. you won't yeah. let me talk about. So, so, but I'm saying it stays on there. So, all right, we we got to be done, don't we? You're done. You're How done. does this happen every time? I don't know because you, you keep talking about aliens. Um, oh my god. Okay, so we will see you next week, and until then, everybody, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith, Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Quarantine.